1: Today, we're going to discuss the landscape and the future of marketing automation. Joining us is Christina Alexandra, who is the founder of Pareto Pie Consulting, which is a consultancy that helps implement Pardot marketing solutions that convert the most leads and generate the most revenue. Yesterday, Christina and I talked about why marketing implementations fail. And today, we're going to continue the conversations and talk more specifically about marketing automation platforms and their impact on revenue. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Christina Alexandra, founder of Pareto Pie Consulting. Christina, welcome back to the Martech podcast.
2: Hey, Ben. What's
1: up? Excited to have you back on the show. As I mentioned yesterday, it's always wonderful to get to talk to somebody who is a member of our community, a listener of the podcast. Thanks for coming back and continuing the conversation.
2: And thank you for providing and giving us so much value with your show.
1: Uh, Excited. It's a love fest here on the MarTech Podcast. Hey, we talked yesterday about marketing implementations, how you should be picking your stack, about how much room for growth you should have, but really where people fail. And a lot of that is they're not getting the professional help they need to implement the sophisticated technologies they need. And they're also not training themselves to use the feature set correctly. I want to click into marketing automation. You're a Pardot expert, and really that platform is about communicating with your customers. Marketing automation is a set of technologies that's become more sophisticated over the years and gone beyond just our email outreach, it's now SMS, there's bots, there's schmutz and dots and all sorts of other ways that we can communicate with our customers. Talk to me about where people are driving the most value out of marketing automation platforms today.
2: I think the biggest benefit that they can start ripping when implementing marketing platform is obviously all the tracking codes that they start placing on their website. So it's like similarly like using a heat map, When we actually know who are our visitors, who are our prospects, where they are coming from, what pages they're visiting, where they're clicking, what they're downloading. So that's where the magic begins. And as we actually start learning about all the people that are interacting with our business and who are converting based on their actions, based on their conversions, this is the moment when we can start to become very relevant marketers and send them topics, send them emails with dynamic content, segmented content, specifically that will deliver value to them. So that would be obviously the point number two. And point number three, we as marketers, I think a lot of times everyone is focusing on delivering, creating, posting, doing something, but What is actually the quality of the things that you do? How are you tracking what are you doing? And do you get the results that you're striving for? So that's probably a showstopper for me where I, for example, when working with businesses, I actually kind of take a pause, let them breathe and ask them a question. So whatever we are doing now, where is this road heading and where we are trying to get to? And a lot of times with the things that we are doing now, we as marketers is not actually leading us to a place where we want to get to. So that's, I guess, a great moment for us actually understanding, realizing, stepping back and creating the marketing strategy. Like even you for your brand, what is your marketing strategy to get great speakers on your show? What is the marketing strategy to deliver all the great value and the content that you are creating as a podcast, right?
1: So you mentioned a couple different things here. One, when you're thinking about implementing a marketing automation platform, you have to understand your marketing strategy. What are you trying to accomplish with your marketing efforts? And the thing that stuck out to me is you're not just thinking about, okay, what are the outbound messages that we want to send? What you're thinking about is what's the data we can collect, right? Where are we installing our events and activities on the properties we have? You asked, what are we doing for the MarTech podcast? One of the things that we do is we've implemented tracking that when somebody's on our website for more than two and a half minutes and they're on a podcast page, we would consider that person a listener. And somebody that's listening to our podcast is going to get a different series of marketing automations. We're going to promote different types of content. We're going to try to push them into the community that we're building, have them join our Slack channel, stuff like that. As opposed to somebody who is on our sponsorship page or somebody that is looking at a case study episode specifically, we might try to market to them to become a speaker or a sponsor of the podcast. And so, Understanding the marketing strategies is important, and then putting together the tracking that gives you an understanding of who is using your website and what they're trying to accomplish helps you basically build segments. First off, am I thinking about this the right way? Is that implementation something that other businesses should be focused on? And then once you get to the point where you said, okay, we know what our triggers are, then how do you start thinking about sending the right communication and making sure that it drives revenue?
2: I think we're completely on the same page. First of all, we need to get the visitors. We need to get the prospects. And obviously for that, we need to build a nice website and deliver the value. And once we are delivering the value, we then can actually understand what is the best value that we can give them that they're interested in and then further understand what type of prospect or potential customer there are for us. And I guess in your case, it can be a listener, it can be a sponsor. And what is that content that actually is best that you can deliver to them too?
1: So when you start thinking about pushing out the marketing messages, there is, you know, hey, we understand who the user is, what segment that they've had. There's also multiple different channels of marketing now where you can use your marketing automation platform. You know, the communication channels have expanded. There's messengers and emails Dot .co Time for a 1-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutnex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, "Half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half." Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on 2 channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. How do you start to figure out what are the right formats of messages that you should be sending, what the right cadence is to both drive revenue without irritating and disrupting your customers' lives?
2: The key thing is understanding what is our segment. So first of all, what is the business we're in? For example, me being in a professional consulting services, I understand that all of my and most of my customers are actually either on the web or they're on LinkedIn. So then I need to understand what is the best type of content and messages that convert on these two platforms, right? If I'm an influencer and I'm heavily popular, let's say on Instagram and YouTube, again, I analyze and I assess what is actually the content that is nowadays most appealing for these channels. And I create this type of content and I create ways and means how people through my content can convert. And these can be custom redirect links, these can be other trackable links, you name it. But understanding and knowing your segment is probably a key for every business.
1: Understanding your segment, also thinking about the user experience matters dramatically. Talk to me about how you think about revenue when you're thinking about marketing automation platforms. Often as marketers, we start to think about assigning revenue to the acquisition channel and not specifically to the type of retention marketing that marketing automation is. So when you're thinking about assigning value to your marketing automation efforts, what's the best practice there, making sure that the message you're sending are driving incremental dollars?
2: To answer your question, I am gonna use my background that is Salesforce and Pardot, and the reason why I love these two tools and I help a lot of businesses to succeed with these tools is, their feature set that they give us. And Salesforce and Pardot, they have phenomenal feature called connected campaigns that allow you to create campaigns in one platform and attribute all the landing pages, all the email templates, links, assets that you create to these campaigns. So A, we actually know how many visitors and how many prospects interacted with everything that we created. And then automatically on the back of that, whenever we are actually then further inside Salesforce CRM, creating opportunities on the back of these campaigns, they're then linked again with the contacts and we can start tracking and measuring the velocity of the funnel, how long it actually took from a visitor to an opportunity. And in general, how much and how many all these campaigns and things that we created resulted in the actual physical sales?
1: There's always a dance of understanding what it costs to acquire a customer and then figuring out what the value of that customer the the l t v the lifetime value. And it's not as simple as, okay, I went onto Facebook, I paid $100 to acquire a customer, and the lifetime value of that customer is $1,000. The ROI on that ad is 10x. It doesn't work that way because there are all the marketing efforts that you have to continue to do to actually collect that $1,000 of value. And you might send a thousand marketing automation messages. And, you know, Facebook is really responsible for the acquisition. Let's say that's $100 of value from their first order. And then there is $900 of value through your marketing automation platform that gets the lifetime value to a thousand. When you're thinking about evaluating and understanding the value that your marketing automation platform creates, you really have to understand or at least have a thesis of what your lifetime value is As you're thinking about defining revenue for not only a campaign, but understanding how often you're reaching out to your customers, how much value that's generating, are there any rules of thumbs that you have for the value of a message, the value of, you know, continuing the customer relationship, the value of your marketing automation platforms?
2: I mean, with everything that you have mentioned, because the scenario that I described, obviously, it sounded like the beautiful blueprint scenario. I create one campaign and everybody now converts from that campaign. So everybody who converted now is my full revenue. Of course, it doesn't happen in the real world. And that's why we need to understand how we can track and create this kind of multi-touch attribution to touch all these multiple points. Because what actually got the prospect into the business in the first place And what they did in the middle will be sometimes and most of the times completely something else that in the end actually converted. And that middle part is us like feeding a baby, growing that potential human customer who actually then is ready to obviously grow up and now purchase from us something. So that's obviously very, very important.
1: Yeah, the baby metaphor is a good one. You know, growing a plant is another one where planting the seeds does not create a harvest for you. You need to continue to water to get the value, to grow the fruit and the flowers or whatever you're going to do. I'm butchering this metaphor, but you get what I'm getting at. You got to continue to market to your customers to drive revenue. Marketing automation is a way to do that at scale. Christine, the last question I have for you, for people that are interested in learning more about marketing automation, for people that are interested in learning more about Pardot, talk to me about, you know, what are some of the resources that you rely on or that you've created that can help our listeners?
2: Yeah, obviously the... World Wide Web, I think that's probably where everybody will going to start, but I think a lot of times we as marketers also know you can get lost there. So specifically in terms of if we're talking about Pardot, we are at the moment in a creation process of an online finishing school for Pardot. So if you are a Pardot marketeer, or if you're looking to become actually a certified Pardot consultant, this is something that in the beginning, Q1 2021, will be something that we can help you but also don't wait specifically on us. There's a lot of YouTube videos. There's a trial head created by Salesforce, the online platform where you can study. There are a lot of resources online. Stay hungry, search. You can ask me help. I'm happy to give people directions potentially in their careers or if they have any specific marketing questions of how they can get upskilled, I will be more than happy to help.
1: All right, Christina, thanks for being our listener. Thanks for being my guest. Thanks for telling us a little bit about marketing automation. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Christina Alexandra, founder of Pareto Pie Consulting. If you'd like to get in touch with Christina, you can click on the link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is Christina underscore talks, K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A underscore T-A-L-K-S. Or you could visit her company's website, which is ParetoPi.com, P-A-R-E-T-O-P-I.com.